0: Hi, this is Clinton from the Comedy Forecast podcast, found right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Found? Was it lost?
1: The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended, restricted for anyone under the age of 17. You there, you're under 17, yes. Yes, I can see you. Go somewhere else. We'll wait. Okay. Hello and welcome back. This is the two thousand five Pendlebrook International Pantomime Classic here on Quell, Sports Quake. Sorry, looks like the printer cut off half a word there. Anyway, I'm here with my partner Rory Stewart. How are you doing, Sid? I'm good, and I of course am Sidney Ramses the second, and you are here for some truly, truly amazing. It's a beautiful day here in Bozeman, Montana. Oh.
0: Couldn't have asked for better weather. Could
1: not have asked for better weather at all. It's got a nice light breeze to the left. It's not going to throw the mimes or off is too there? badly. Or is, it, well, or is there?
0: Is there what? A light breeze. Is there a, you can't a, tell.
1: You can't tell. That's going to put them in the right frame of mind. But frankly, this being a mime open, you can't really tell how strong the wind is blowing here until the players get out there and give it
0: their all. If you're just joining us, uh, it's right after the opening ceremony when we had three minutes of silence. No, that was not a technical mistake. That was: No indeed. The National Collegiate Mime Association based out of Newark, New Jersey. Uh, their marching band was just performing America the Beautiful. Yes, the Invisible Brass Band.
1: It was quite a sight out there, too, and watching everybody sit there. Very powerful. Sit there miming along to the national anthem, and I think before they were doing the Liberty Bell March, before the cameras came on. I, yeah, think, I couldn't quite tell no, what that was. No, I couldn't. Was. There were a lot of triangle shapes in the air that looked like they were being hit by something, but I wasn't... Entirely too sure about that. And it was a lot of umphas, and you could tell by the way they were moving their mouth. And the, the march It was very inspiring, very I'd, patriotic, oh. very.
0: I, Sid, if I'm not mistaken, I believe I saw a tear in your eye. I, it, no, yes, you did, Rory. It certainly was. It did move me to tears.
1: It certainly did. It was a very, 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 very moving. Moment of three minutes of silence there for the opening ceremonies here, and you can see the players are beginning to take the field. You know, the most, one of the most inspiring things about pantomime classics is there really isn't any, there's really no sort of ethnic uh, barriers here. Everybody's oh, no, white. no,
0: it's across the board.
1: Yes, but everybody's white in the end, so I suppose that has caused a little bit of problem in some places. We tried to, uh, to do a little ethnic diversity there, but people wound up showing up in blackface, I believe, and that turned out to be very bad. In any event, uh... First up, we have the—oh, uh, here we are, lighting the torch. We're getting to that part here, a special—the Parapantomime team leader,
0: Horatio Toole. Uh, he's such a courageous th- athlete.
1: Courageous young man. He's the representative for the uh, para- paraplegic uh, mime team over there. Who does uh, What is that major f- that major thing that he does, the the, the first one? He's um,
0: a- Well, what I've always been most impressed with is uh, his— Falling over against the wind. Very inspiring, indeed. Really, really beautifully it's done so there. believable, the and way his wheelchair just tips right
1: over. Yes, and, and banging his head against the wall of the invisible box, too. That was mm, a yeah. brilliant, brilliant maneuver. It's just beautifully done there. And very, very, very courageous young man. But who
0: can forget the uh, horrible, horrible... Quite a scandal. Scandal yes. of, of 2002 when um, one of the members of of the U.S. team was caught greasing their axle, yes. to trying to attempt the impossible, which is the roll backwards against the wind. I know,
1: it was very much a black mark on the day for pantomime, but pretty much we've uh, seen a recovery from that, and it's nice to see the pantomime classic in full swing once again.
0: Now, Horatio is uh, approaching the beautiful brass brazier. Very with, ornamental, yes. Yes, and as as is... in. Typical, Yeah, very typical for him. Uh, there is yeah. nothing inside of it. Yes. Um, it appears that he may have lit the torch. Yeah, possibly. He's leaned it's, his head over with the fake, with the invisible torch in his mouth. And it's hard to see. He's looking oh. in. Oh, he's warming, oh, he's his, hands. warming his hands. Very yeah. good, very good. And, oh, oh, look. oh, my gosh. It, he's acting like his shirt has caught on fire. And here comes the officials. That marks the beginning of they've, the... Uh,
1: they've knocked him over. They're rolling him in an invisible blanket. Very good, very good oh very very good yes that was the opening opening torch lighting ceremonies here at the 2005 Pendlebrook Invitational Pandemime classic. And uh, this, of course, is the championship round, and our last two contestants here on our last day of the classic. Uh, it's actually the first day it's, too. It is the first and last day. Uh, competitors were whittled down well, very quickly from a. It's three, a very fast moving, very sport. fast, first fast moving sport. I believe we had over three thousand contestants, and they were whittled down to two. And how
0: long was that again? Um, I don't know. I was out to lunch. No, I, was, I believe it was about forty minutes. Very, very competitive sport veritable gallons of invisible tears were shed. Yeah, lots of frowny faces. Uh, and I believe they're all uh, judged on a, uh, a very rigorous array of of well, the basics of miming really, it's really just
1: sort of the journeyman miming, straight out of mime school sort of things, such as Yeah, uh, there's a the
0: lot of a lot of young guys out there. A lot
1: of some girls too, and you know, so a lot of, not a lot of women are attracted to miming. I'm not sure exactly why there is. Uh, they're a lot not
0: attracted years. to mimes either. As no, I not, on that is that No, they not. My true. On the true.
1: Yes, that's, that's true. Not a lot of mime groupies out there, and the ones who are are well Although I hear they're screamers sometimes, but we'll leave that aside. But some of the things they're judged on, I believe, are uh, such uh, as... Uh, silence, I believe, yes, is the first and foremost. Keeping quiet. That's where the biggest elimination went off, I believe. I, guess I believe we lost about two-thirds of all the contestants just during the silence round alone. And, and uh, uh, also makeup. That's true, makeup. And uh, stripy shirts. Stripy shirts, white, uh, with these regulation white face, black lips, black uh, lips. The stripey shirt, of course, come typically French-style stripey shirt is worn by the inimitable Marcel Marceau, possibly a beret, although that's considered bad taste these days, I believe, isn't it, Rory? Oh, yes. Very, very poor taste there. Well, well, well
0: enough of this. It looks like our first contestant is uh, ah, approaching yes. the field. Yes, it's uh, Pipkin Thomas from the beautiful home state of Florida. Uh, Sarasota, I believe. Uh, Sarasota. Have you ever spent any time there? No, I haven't, Rory. Uh, I have, but I was just at the airport. Really? Was it nice? I suppose. Mm, very good. And Pipkin
1: it Thomas, 19 years old, from uh, Sarasota, Florida, where he attended the Florida School of uh, Nouveau Mime. From which he actually uh, dropped out Indeed and developed he his own theory A of mime. Very, very controversial figure here originally, and I believe he called it Zmime, which was very... Uh, uh, actually, that's Xmime. mime yeah, That's because the hyphen was left off of all the merchandising T-shirts, and so from that point forward they decided to call it simply
0: Zmime. Uh, no, actually, that's just you, Sid. You take things too literally. Indeed I do, Rory. Uh, at any rate, uh, ex-mime, je-mime, or extreme miming, whatever name you may choose to call it. Je-mime. Really the, uh, the most aggressive form of mimery to... To hit mm. the scene in a long time. Yes, yeah, since
1: about 1981, I believe. That was when the uh, Peking Mime team came over for the Open and introduced their brand of Shaolin Mime.
0: Yes, yeah, popularized with the uh, film, as everybody recalls, mm. Silent Fist, Chamber of the
1: Shaolin Mime. Indeed it was. Wonderful film there, as I recall. Uh, it was a silent picture, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yes, well, that of course, it goes without saying. Well, all except for the punch sound effects. Yes, and the music. Well, in any event, Pipkin Thomas is going to be taking the field any second now. He's going to do a little uh, pre-game interview here with... uh, Well, uh, that's
0: our new uh, commentator that joined us. The uh, the 1998 and 99 Mm. world champion, now retired, Uh, former mime, French favorite... Frenchy Von McFrenchsky. Very, very brilliant mime. Everyone
1: remembers the time uh, that he was working uh, back back then in the late 90s. He really did revolutionize the form there, didn't he? And he works for us now.
0: Yes, he is a, a, a welcome addition to the team Indeed as a color is.
1: commentator. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a black and white commentator in this case? No, it wouldn't. Yeah, Burr, you're absolutely right. Take it away, Frenchy.
0: Well, that's all we need to know, isn't it? It's so incredible to get such an opportunity for such insight into what the thought process is, you know, in young Pipkin's mind. Yes, it truly really is, and the
1: way he would sort of show off how he was going to bring forward. I think this man, this is the man who
0: may bring forth a new era in the entire MIME sport. All right, young Pipkin is taking his approach, uh, entering the field. That's the field we like to call here in the sport the mime Uh, No, that's... Just you, Sid. You're absolutely right, Rory.
1: So he's stepping up to the field. Let's get uh, a little commentary on that. Uh, he, this well, well, which event is this again, this Sid? This for him is the freestyle. This is the freestyle pantomime. Ooh, this a very formidable
0: force yeah, on that th- mime field. But
1: his strongest suit, as we've seen in the previous, uh, in the previous elimination rounds, certainly, that uh, Pipkin is going to be really, really hard-pressed to deliver. He had a little bit of a falter in the first round, but this time uh, he looks like he's in pretty good form. He's warming up there. Now let's get to the action. He's ready for the oh. starter's gun. And
0: There it is No wait
1: No he's checking it again No it didn't go off
0: And there it goes All right Okay, Pipkin. Um, Who's, what is he doing down he there? Starts, it appears looks like he's he's, he's he box. is in a box. He's in a box. This so is very exciting. Uh,
1: What's the form? That's a, that's a typical uh, perpendicular hand formation there. Very good, very good form there. And oh, so, don't be
0: so quick. It appears that box is shrinking. Whoops,
1: shrinking, shrinking, and he's he's keeping he's keeping up with it very nicely and very good there. He's looking for the corner. He's looking for the oh whoops, that didn't look like he, a ninety degree angle there. looks more like a he's going to lose some body. points there. Yeah, it's almost he's trying to act like it's what? rounded. Oh, if he very, finds
0: oh, that door, though. He's
1: going to be getting towards the door. That's a very good formation there, too, for his hands. It looks like a very classic Marcel air press two-hander. And very good. It's Oh, oh, he's got a little bit of a falter there.
0: Oh, and it's, he, he has found important. the door. He's on the door. He's in, and he's And he's out. He nailed the dismount.
1: All right, very good, very good. He's looking around. He's feeling. He's feeling, and he's got... I believe this is the rope part. He's looking yeah, I he's think that is a rope. The clock is ticking on this one. He's having a hard time finding the rope. This he's got it. He's got the rope. He's, the rope. he's pulling he's on pulling, it, but it... The rope. it, it
0: appears to be attached to something very heavy. Very heavy. Very heavy. heavy, heavy. Not, Probably heavier making, than anything I've ever tried to lift.
1: Let's see, he's not He's not making good progress here. He has to get over to the next part of the wind field over there. He's not making any progress at all. He appears to be stuck. Whatever it is, he's not pulling it forward. Oh, wait, it seems to be pulling him forward now. There, he's being pulled forward. There, there he's got it. He's being dragged a bit and... and uh, d- Still not exactly sure what it is he's supposed to be
0: dragging oh, towards. Oh, oh wait, wait. Hold on, Sid. It, it, it looks did? like he's reaching down, he patting something. Patting it appears th- to be a pet dog. It's a dog. It's a dog. It's very, a dog. very convincing. Oh, look. He's oh. he's pretending it's licking him. Oh, it, this is very exciting. I haven't seen any memory like
1: this since at least and, 2002. And he's walking the dog. It's got him. Oh, It's dragging him back and forth in a zigzag pattern across the field. All he has to do is uh, make this? it over this, and then he's got to make it to oh. the other side.
0: He drops the leash. It appears there's been a huge... Gust of and wind huge in gust his of wind direction, has
1: blown him back. Now he's got to reach the leash and get to the dog, which seems to be, appear to be in a little bit this of distress. This is very difficult. He can, he's very concerned. Very about hard the to see. Dog. It appears the wind he's is making
0: his stronger wind. than his ability to walk. It's pushing him. Oh, a beautiful while he's trying to make Progress
1: backwards into another invisible wall. Very good. He used the invisible wall to his advantage. There, he's reaching for the leash. He's almost got it. And He's got the leash. He's got the leash. He's got the dog. He's wheeling the dog in. He's pulling it up. It's pretending that he's licking his face, and he's trying to make his way against the wind. And he's down. He's down. He's down. Looks it, like he's. That's. Did a he roll his he, ankle? I'm not sure. I don't think that's a typical move. Was that a pretend? And he's now, laying there Now, Sid, remember this is freestyle. This is that anything he's, is possible. He's still pretending the dog is licking his face, though. So that's that's a good sign, and he's trying to get up. And then he's up. And he is up. And he's back. Again. And he's down again. He's down again, clutching his ankle. I'm
0: still not sure. It appears sure that the uh, trainer is going out there with a stretcher. Oh, dear. I, to I'm investigate.
1: Oh, the crowd's not responding very well. As, as they're putting him onto the stretcher, I see. And oh, they're moving him off. Yeah, they're to, picking him up. They're oh taking dear, him out. Oh, dear. This is going very well.
0: And he's up again! He's up again and he's up oh, what a a tremendous fake feat fake of mimery.
1: beautiful brilliant so very believable taking let's see the, the the crowd is going absolutely silent for them look at the appreciation with their 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 hoots and their clapping they're pretending to clap brilliant brilliant performance by pipkin thomas of sarasota florida Rory how are the
0: judges reacting there uh, well it appears that one of them is to powder his face. Yes, and the one well, is Well, one is uh, unfolding a napkin. And judge number three is pretending to pour a glass of water. Looks like he's trying to... Oh, this is a very
1: is good score. It's a goldfish. It looks like oh, a goldfish. A goldfish. Flicking it aside. And that brings the score to a
0: 9.3. Very good. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. He was kind of, you know... He was treated a little harshly by the goldfish judge. Yeah, he
1: was. He was a little bit marks uh, off. I, I thought have,
0: that was just going to be a straight I, straight glass of water, but the, when he pulled that goldfish out. That that, ju- that particular judge
1: there's name, that's uh, Stymie Masterton, and I believe he's very, very much of the traditional school of pantomime. Mm, yes. He doesn't like the new the, the ankle rolling. I'm sure didn't go over very well with him. It tends to hobble a lot
0: of the nouveau school of mimes, as I recall. Next up, we have uh, the other finalist, Saucebottom Henderson, he is approaching the field. Yes,
1: Saucebottom Henderson is a twenty-two-year-old from Patagonia, the beautiful home state of Patagonia. Have you ever been there, Rory?
0: Yes, but uh only in
1: the airport. Which is exactly where Saucebottom was discovered, as I recall. That is true. I was there and I made the discovery. Did you very much indeed? And how was his form then as opposed to now? Silent as ever. Very good. Well, Saucebottom is going to be under a bit of pressure right now since that beautiful performance by Pipkin Thomas. And uh, that does put a little bit of an extra kink in his uh, fabrics, considering that he's uh, got a little bit of a problem, according to this. Yes,
0: he's, uh, like many of these athletes, very impressive. But he suffers from the neurological disorder of... Tourette's Syndrome.
1: Yes, indeed. And that's always been a huge liability for mimes everywhere. Since pretty much the dawn of miming, as I recall, and the sport's beautiful 500-year history, I've always had that Tourette's Syndrome problem there. It's been
0: a handicap for many a fine young athlete. But uh, it shouldn't be too much of a problem for him. He is the number one seed uh, favored to win this tournament uh, like he's won so many tournaments around the globe. So I really think he's going to be able to pull through all right on this. He certainly
1: but, has been a trooper during his career.
0: But this is a winner takes all really decisive as far as who gets to go to the Mime Olympics.
1: High stakes and certainly is. Well, he's been setting up there and he's stepping into the Mimeodrome and getting into position there and there's the starter's gun and he's off and he's well he's well he's in the box but he's doing that's an oh oh I see yes he's uh, it's kind of robotronic oh yes he's trying to be it looks like he's an android in a box very difficult double form there trying to find the edge of the box and he's getting the box is getting smaller Pressing up against. Very good form, though. Very good robotic form. Bouncing off those four corners. It's a very classic Shields and Yarnell clinker form. and But he's having a little.
0: Uh, the box just continues to get smaller. He's bouncing Sid. off those walls. He, he's
1: hitting his head on the
0: ceiling there. It's he pushing him down. Doesn't even appear to have any concept of where the door bad. could be. He's
1: backing up from there. He's found, looks like his, very
0: tense. The pressure is his, on. His, his, he must get out of that is box. starting box. to
1: sweat off. I can see his makeup. But right, he's found the door. He's found the door. He's getting. He's got his shoulder. Oh my gosh. It closed.
0: appears that the box has well, gotten so small got that his, it's uh, caught on his he, foot. He's, he's got his foot caught in his leg. He's 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 cut. Oh, dear. Oh, shit. Oh, 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 my. Shit oh, my. That oh, that's such a promising very, young career. I
1: think he's just... And oh, dear. He's broken. Oh, I think he's broken. That's this. instant disqualification that's if, if my memory serves me correct. And I can see some of the assistants are coming over. They're trying oh, to get my. the box. It looks oh, like he's swinging he, at them with, with uh, a... Visible
0: that N- no, that's no. his fist. Yep, he's, and, and he's actually he connected. Memory. He's
1: connected there. He's kicked one of the assistants in the groin, no. and he's with his box foot. Oh dear, boy, he's, didn't. The invisibility didn't help at all there.
0: And uh, Pipkin Thomas wins the laurel, laurel of silence. Yes, he does. Um, Fana. being crowned in uh, with, uh, several hours after this, uh, after they tabulate all the scores. Um, but Loof. if you. Fine day of
1: miming out here. Go ahead, you were going to say something. That I don't already? remember what no, I said. Well, well say. it's the tour de the tour de France of miming, such as it is. I suppose there it's uh, there they are. The mimes are all leaving the field now in, in silence,
0: and that about does it for us that today. That wraps it up here. Um, we're going to have a break for messages, and if you stay tuned to Sports Quake, yes, we, we are having a very special. Special, special, extremely special program coming up. Just about after the, the history
1: of the steeplechase. The steeplechase, fascinating, a fascinating, really. absolutely fine sport, it dates back a long time. And as sports go, though,
0: for me it gets a little loud. But it does indeed, but certainly
1: worth looking into. Yes. Yeah, so we'll be right. Sports Quake. We'll be right back after this message. Coming to a theater near you this November. Kevin Brunner was a typical bachelor. Hey, Kevin, how come it is you never had children? Well, I'm not sure, but I think the fact that I'm a very irresponsible adult, um, I have no qualifications or experience as a parent, and actively dislike children might have something to do with that. Yeah, but the fact that you recognize that means you'd probably be a really good parent. Well, you know, I really, really can't stand being around sick people, I hate the sight of blood, and I have no medical experience. Do you think that would make me a good doctor? Well... Maybe. But his friends just wouldn't give up. Well, let's just say that one day, just just as a hypothetical scenario, uh, through a series of coincidental happenstance, you find yourself the unlikely guardian of a group of needy and downtrodden misfits and orphans desperately looking for a role model. Then what would you do? Oh, like that's ever likely to happen. But then something happened that changed his whole life. Mr. Kevin Brunner, for your single outstanding traffic violation, I sentence you to eight months community service as the unlikely guardian of this group of needy and downtrodden misfits and orphans, desperately seeking a role model. With all due respect, Your Honor, um... Wouldn't it make sense to entrust the care of these children to someone who at least had a passing acquaintance with child care? Nonsense! I'm sure you'll find a way to meet their needs and learn a valuable lesson about family and conformity in the process. They may be misfits and they may be orphans, but Kevin Brunner is about to become their one hope for the future. So, what is it you kids want to do again? We want to win the Little League World Series. Or have a rock band for the Battle of the Bands. Or become Olympic hopefuls. Um... Look, I I, I don't know how to do any of those things, okay? Yeah, sorry. This Thanksgiving, bring the whole family out for America's brightest comedy, Uncle Kevin. Mr. Brunner, according to my report here, all of the children we've left in your care are either hopelessly addicted to drugs or dead. Yeah, I, I tried to tell you this was a really bad idea, but you just wouldn't listen. Uncle Kevin. Even his heart isn't in the right place. Only in theaters this November. Sports
0: Quake Special Edition Steeplechase.
1: What is Steeplechase? Who were the players? What is the history of this majestic sport? Tonight on Sports Quake Special Edition Steeplechase.
0: Well. As you can see, my job here is uh, I I'm in charge of uh, filling up the small the small pond with the uh, water. I use my garden hose yeah, here,
1: and I, I, my job is to put the uh, little uh, those are the fences that we put up that the horse comes over and and, and stops at and throws the rider into the into the pond here that he's filling up.
0: But uh yeah I've I've been doing this for some time, and uh, as, as as far as I can recall, uh, there's no there's been no steeples to be chased,
1: nor uh, yeah, nothing church-related or any sort of theological implications or any sort of church architecture running about the landscape or anything. So I don't know why it's called Steeple Chase <laughs>
0: myself, <laughs> but it is a really good rollick when, you, uh, when you, uh, yeah, when yeah, yeah. Or this box,
1: <laughs> your box of is a nice sort of bit of noble nobility, like taking a header into a pond, you know, full of uh, mud. And Manure.
0: This is a bomb right up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> steeplechase, fact or fiction? Steeplechase, man or myth? What are the origins of this majestic sport? For the
1: first time, modern technology will bring to your TV screen the history of
0: steeplechase. Bloody hell! <laughs> Me knickers is all soggy!
1: Um, are you alright there, Lord Pempleton? We'll get you up help. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right.
0: Are you alright? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the majestic
0: art of steeplechase traces its origins back to medieval England where steeples ran rampant on ramparts destroying small villages
1: chasing both serfs, clergy and noblemen alike across the English countryside. Over fences and into ponds, where they became wet and very sad. It was at that point that ye old king of England gathered his most noble knights, who set forth with a decree to hunt down and destroy the scourge of these steeples.
0: Whereupon the steeples were all killed, and hung from the tops of churches across England as a warning to everyone. And from that day forward, these events were commemorated by the noble sport of steeplechase. Which consisted of lower-class people enjoying watching filthy rich people being thrown from horses into filthy water.
1: <laughs> the end. And that's Sportsquake for September 29th, 2005. When you are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. <laughs> There, and welcome to technical difficulties for September 22nd 2005 I'm your host Kyan Chris Conroy along with my co-host for this episode John what up? John Henry back again after an absence and here we are just ready to serve up a whole huge heap and help in a comedy for you uh, so John you've been uh, you've been absent from the scene of late
0: uh, yes I have
1: and so you have <laughs> Well, anyway, <laughs> we'll be moving right along and just kick back and get ready for a nice big old heaping help in a comedy here from, uh, from us. And uh, we'll be right along, uh, well, right after this. This week's episode of Technical Difficulties is brought to you by... Ah, oh, forget it. And that's the end of our program. All right. It was a cheap joke, but we had to go for it anyway. So, uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Hope you had your fool day. We do have a special announcement to uh, to sort of make here. The uh, we have uh, we have a very special uh, collector's edition DVD coming out very soon. For uh, it's going to be uh, sort of the best of technical difficulties. We thought we'd give you a little preview
0: here talk about some of the uh, extra features. Yeah, it's going to have
1: all of the stuff that John and I have done, all the Zoo Patrols, all the uh, all the, all the just the really cool stuff that's going on here in uh, TechDiff, TechDiff.com, and uh, it's going to contain uh, just, just all the cool stuff that you expect from, uh, from DVDs uh, these days, such as uh, deleted, uh, deleted scenes. Well, we don't have those scenes here so much, but we do have deleted
0: jokes, and uh, we thought we'd give you a little preview of that right here. A guy walks into a bar and says yeah. something about a penis. <laughs> Get it?
1: That's really bad. We should never release that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, or this one. Okay, I got one. I got one. So this guy walks into a store and he orders orders um, vinegar um, to pour in his beer. And he... Uh... Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of a different joke. And yeah, no, what else have we got to offer on there, uh, John? Oh... Uh...
0: What, let's see what we got. Yeah, it's uh, alternate endings Oh the alternate endings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's an example. I A think we of have those. three,
1: three alternate Th- endings. There were three alternate endings that we did for yeah. technical difficulties. We shot
0: them all, but uh, only used one of them. Yeah,
1: right, right. So here's here's at least here's one of the other uh, one of the other uh, three. No, so, that's our show. So, yeah, that's, that's our sh- that's the show. Oh, yeah, I thought I was no, supposed no, to. S- no, I was gonna. I'll I'll say. Uh, okay. Well, you, you start. Okay. So, so that's our... I, No, I was... Oh, me. me. Okay, you. Okay. So me? Yeah, you. you what, me. No, you. You do it. You do it. So that's our show. So that's our show, yeah. Okay, and, and I'm your host, Kyan Chris Con, Henry. No, no, wait. Or this one. So that's our show. Uh, I have to thank everyone uh, involved here, especially good old John. John, thanks once again for uh, for pitching in to help out here. What? And of course, as we all know, I mean, what DVD would not be complete without the commentary track? Yeah, yeah, we have there, to have. You have to have it. It's I obligatory, mean, it's a and it really does give an insight to how the show works. I mean, you know, we, we I think it's really important. I think it's great that there are commentary tracks on DVDs, and I, I think they really help the creative process along. So, uh, should you want to play the, uh, should we play the excerpt? For yeah, that? let's roll it. And of course, as we all know, I mean, what DVD would not be complete without the
0: commentary track? Yeah, Yeah, we have to have... Uh, I'm John Henry. Hi, I'm Kyan Kyan, Chris Conroy. And this is the the commentary track. For technical difficulties,
1: yeah. Um, This this part here was... Wasn't
0: this uh, episode 29?
1: Yeah, this is when we were talking about the commentary track. Yeah,
0: I remember when we uh, did that part.
1: Oh, wait, that part's over. Yes, all the things you can hear on the brand new uh, uh, annotated... Uh, the collectors edition D V D of Technical Difficulties. And uh Right John? Right. And uh that's our show this week, so that's thanks it. a lot for listening. You can contact us at uh techdiff at tc dot net or uh techdiff dot com where you can leave a commentary. Uh vote on podcast alley and uh please uh visit nosewatertokyo.com dot com for cool Japanese gifts. Uh, check out our video podcast at Channel Surfing Wipeout, chansurfwipe.libsyn.com. And check out my wife's podcast, Uncomfortable Questions with Susan Grandys at sugrandys.libsyn.com And Channel Surfing Wipeout and uh, Uncomfortable Questions can be found over at iTunes. And uh, John Henry here was one of the interviewees. Oh, yeah. So uh, go ahead and listen to that. Why don't you? So uh, anyway, we'll be back again next week. and Or, or at least I will. I don't know about you, John. You I don't know. I don't know.
0: I'm moving. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to Friday Follies right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic, live, and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama. Wednesday Wonders,
0: our science fiction and fantasy magazine. Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama. Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike. And Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from
1: our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The
0: Mutual Audio Drama Network